Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Sundry Podcast. I am joined today by somebody who I think is trying to end up being a co-host, but it's just going to be a special guest again. Please welcome Anthony Alston. Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. All right. So you guys, today we are going to be talking about finances. And oddly enough, we just had a marriage ministry event this past weekend at our church. And the session that we attended was on finances. So we're going to share some of our insights with you and hopefully you'll be able to pick up a tip or two. So in many relationships, you can characterize the two people by either being a spender or a saver. So, Tony, I won't ask you what you think I am, but I guess you can say what you think you are. Are you the spender <laughs> so we, yeah, or I saver? Think, I think it's pretty clear in our in our relationship who uh, wears each hat. I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's clear, <laughs> but okay. I'm a little more uh, frugal on the frugal side. So I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say that about myself. Spender or right, saver? Where do, you, where do you think you are? I, I, I'm a uh, saver. So I don't know if I am necessarily a spender. I, I don't I don't really like that if you got to pick between the two. I will say even, okay, if I take the title of spender, I think I'm pretty good with the spending because I like a good deal. So it's not like I'm just... <laughs> you know, spending haphazardly in, you know, on whatever, like I try to get the best deals. So I'm frugal as well. Probably not quite as frugal as you are, but I do try to get, you know, deals, but I'll take the, I'll take the spender hat. That's fine. I can take that hat. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. So I won't, uh, I won't, Go against that. Okay. So um, so that might be a good starting point if you are, you know, in any type of committed relationship, you know, be it married, dating, engaged, whatever, to maybe start to have that conversation and, and see where you fall in terms of who's a spender, who's a saver. And so that kind of leads us into the next thing, which is budgeting. And so well, I, I don't know about that, the, the spender, saver. Sometimes I think, and I don't know how how deep of a conversation you would want to have with regard to spenders and um, savers, but sometimes I think it, it might require that the couple have a conversation about why that's the case. You know, uh, obviously it's not good if you have two spenders. You know, you hopefully you're lucky enough to have at least one saver, but if you have, you know, two spenders or an extreme spender you may want to sit down and have a conversation about why that's the case. And, you know, I've always kind of wondered if that is the case, why? You know, is it, is it, is it, does it come from a particular family oh, background? You are reading my mind. That's that's something I actually heard another podcast and they were talking about what is your money story. I think that's what they call it, your money story. Um, as a child, what were you taught as as it relates to money or what did you observe as it relates to money that might have an impact on the way you either spend or save now? So do you think 
you might have to think about that. Do you think you have a money story? Is there an event or something that made you think differently about money? Okay, so I'll go first. I I don't know if I have necessarily a specific event that I can say made me think differently about money, but I know when we talk maybe a little bit later about credit cards, since that seems to be kind of a um, a hot topic for us, I, you know, can remember my mom, I won't say that she necessarily had a lot of credit cards, but I know she definitely had credit cards and she would, um, like I always remember when I was little, you know, she had an American Express card and I always thought, oh, that was like, you know, kind of prestigious because I would see those um, commercials. Um, I forgot the slogan now, something like, go do anything, go anywhere, something. I can't even remember what it is now, but, um, and so I know she'd be like, oh, you know, I had to pay this off at the end of the month or whatever. So I never thought having a credit card was, you know, like a bad thing. That's funny. I don't like, I don't have that recollection of seeing my parents with credit cards. Now so I, I don't remember I don't my remember, dad yeah. having any, um, but my mom <laughs> for so, sure. Yeah. Did your dad know <laughs> that your that your mom had credit cards? Oh, I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure he. I'm sure, but um, so I guess that'll probably make a little more sense when we start talking about our different views yeah. on credit cards. But so you don't really think you have a money story, and you might not. Yeah, have- I think so. For money, for me, um, and this is good because it makes me reflect on how we the story we are creating for our kids now. But my money story, I think, revolves around you know, being younger and, and not really um, feeling like I could get the things I wanted to get. And I, that's probably the story that everyone has. But, uh, you know, in particular, uh, from time to time, getting things, having to get school clothes from the thrift store. And, uh, you know, the thought with that left in, imprinted in my mind is that I wanted to make sure that I always had enough money to get the things that I that I needed. And um, so it, it kind of I think left an imprint that I didn't want to get into a position where I wouldn't be able to uh, purchase the things that I wanted. I always felt like having uh, credit cards or too many credit cards would, you know, take me to that, to that space. Okay. So I think that when you are in a relationship, so be it married or other or committed otherwise, that those beliefs that you have that center around money will also impact how you look at budgeting as well. So we kind of go back and forth on, you know, I wasn't necessarily on having a budget, um, but maybe on how we prioritize maybe things in the budget. So I typically, I'm paying, you know, I go through and pay the bills or whatever. And I remember when you were asking me like, oh, you know, well, do you have a budget? And I was, remember, I, I would have my like little spreadsheet and you were like, well, this isn't really a budget because I just had out like, okay, these are the bills. This is the date is due. Um, this is the amount I typically pay. And then I would sometimes, just, it, it was, was more like, like a, a it check like off. A dream. It was like a dream. It was no, it, it was really like just a, a check off uh, for me to make sure, okay, I was paying everything every month. So yeah. I wasn't really looking at it, even though I had a total as far as, this is what was coming in and this is what 
should be going out. And so I was kind of like, okay, it gave me like a roundabout idea, like whatever money is left at the end. Then I felt like, okay, whatever miscellaneous, <laughs> this is about how much we could do at the end of the month. But that wasn't really, you know, just a budget. Specific yeah, it just wasn't specific enough. And I think the more what we what we have grown to, to know is that the more useful budget is one that's a total sum budget whereby you you will estimate and calculate every dollar that's used so that by the end of the month you you have zero um, you know either what's remaining is put in savings or what's remaining is spent but there's not like unaccounted for money um as opposed to i guess the other way around is just hey we're going to just spend till we get to the end and then you know we'll see how things turn out when the next check comes yeah, so I think for sure we've gotten better with at least trying to. I think you probably use the budget. Like, I don't really look at it. So I guess we can, you know, do a little name dropping. Um, so you like to use Mint for the budgeting because you can link, you know, the bank accounts and everything else, um, whatever, you know, car loans, whatever. We can link that to it so you can see it every month i rarely you know look at that i probably should since i don't look at you know i not really like i have it on my phone but i really don't even open it up my you know what my budgeting is looking at the bank account so like i go into the banking app you know probably a couple times a day maybe just to kind of see you know if i did something um Oh, like to check, okay, how much is, you know, how much is left? Or if I'm thinking about, oh, I need to pay a certain bill, I'll go in and look, did I pay that already? And if I didn't, then I'll go ahead and do it. And so I'm kind of like keeping a mental tab of this is what needs to still be paid out. And so I'll know like, okay, as long as I have enough to cover what's going, you know, what needs to go out in that pay period. Which is not entirely bad it's just kind of almost you know blind budgeting so oh, i think for you sure. have to, yeah you can't that's just a little unsafe you have to kind of um you have to kind of c- compare your actual spending with what your bu- budgeted spending is so the actual expenses rather and i think that's the only way you can you can kind of um make sure that you're on Track. Because the other way around, your your money and your bills and your spending is in charge, and you actually you want to be the one that's in charge of the of the money. And so, the, if you write the budget and you control the budget and you spend according to the budget, you're in charge of the money. I think the other way around is, you know, might you not know, be quite. I think too because so this I don't know where I got the idea that budgeting was bad. Um, I won't say necessarily bad, but it definitely did. It does not have um, a positive connotation for me. So budgeting for me is I always felt that it was restrictive. <laughs> and so that's why I was always like, I oh, want to hear. I didn't mean to. Do I know. Don't laugh at me. I'm I didn't want to, you know, like hear about oh budget because I always felt like that meant I'm going to have to cut back on stuff that I want to do because I feel like you could be like. Hey, as long as I have, you know, 
food, shelter, water. That's all I need. We won't have to ever do anything else. <laughs> and, you know, so I'm like, no, I want to have, so you I know, have a, I have a very fun. low threshold for uh, Yeah, because you know, I'm like, you're not going to you, you to do stuff. And I'm like, super low. I need to make sure I'm getting to do what I want to do. So I always felt like the budget meant I'm going to have to start cutting out things that I like. And I know. That's funny because, you know, you every have time to I say something like, hey, let's have this budget meeting. You're nah. like, <laughs> you're like uh, now? Nah. Where? That's, I, I didn't know that you felt but, that way. But now you know it what? explains a lot, though. But I was I, just I, like, <laughs> if you want to have the budget meeting, then I'm like, hey, okay, we'll She's have like, it. Yeah, but most of the time, you'll say, let's have the budget meeting, but you won't be actually ready to have it. You'll still be like, you pulling up the mint stuff. You're looking at it. You'll start doing other, you know, other stuff. I'm not even sure what you be doing, but you don't, you aren't ready to like have the meeting right that second. You know second. what's funny? Well, so what I actually so I'll be like, begin sure, doing, whatever, and then you never come back around. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure that didn't bother you at, at Not all, right? A bit. So what I normally will do when I pull it up, I just start. I'm addicted to it. So if I pull it up and start um, preparing to go over it, I just get inside, get in there, and just start, you know, changing stuff around and and just. Um, so I don't know. I know because I'm like I know you have it up and ready, so I'll be like, oh, okay, we're gonna have this budget meeting today, and then next thing I know, it's like 30 minutes have passed, and you still. Sitting in the office, like I mean, looking we, at we've stuff. Had them, or, we've had them. It's just not as often as we. Not as often to, as you so. say you're gonna like. You'll True. be like, let's have a budget meeting, and then True. we, you know, sometimes we don't have it. So, so okay. So uh, that then kind of leads us into, um, I guess this is probably a little bit more specific to um, married couples, and because if you're looking at a budget, are you budgeting based on two separate spendings or? one joint spending so i this is accounts. A, yeah so i mean accounts so i know this is kind of a a little bit of a point of contention for some people because i know there's you know uh, a team that is very much you know i have my account he has his account and then there's a team of nope we bring all of the monies into one pot and operate that way so i think if you're going to be looking at budgeting you kind of have to decide which way you're going to do it based on two, based on one. I used to feel strongly about one over the other. Like, I, I think it's just I was raised that, you know, when you are married, everything is shared and, you know, you leave and cleave. And that means you two are together. Our finances, all that stuff is together. And um, but, you know, since that time, I've, I've, I know I have friends and family who do it both ways and, you know, family who've been married for years and, and, um, who have separate accounts. And I mean, I've seen it be successful and I've seen it not be successful both on both ways. So I don't know that one way is, is particularly better than ours. Our experience I think began with our premarital counseling. And, um, I I don't, if I, if I don't know if you remember this, but I think when the pastor asked us if we had had the conversation about money, I think our answer was no, and he'd asked if we were going to share accounts. And I think that was the first time that we started to really think about, um, you know, what were we going to do uh, with our money. And we decided to to have we we decided to have over these years one account to to share. I mean, when we first uh, got married, we decided yeah. one account. Yeah. That might have been because I wasn't working, so I was like, "Yeah, give me some money." <laughs> 
give me some of that money. No, but I think I, I was think still. No, yeah. I think I um oh I had my little fellowship now from OSU, so I had a little I had a few dollars coming in, but yeah. um I mean for the most part I wasn't working, I so heard, it wasn't I just like heard that month's corner come out. This is not, <laughs> Utah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't working, so I didn't have um you know, income that I was really contributing. But even still, I was just like, you know, yeah, from the premarital counseling, it was, you know, presented that it would be a good idea. I don't know if necessarily more fiscally responsible, but it was definitely presented in a way that I felt like, oh, yeah, we should, you know, just have one account would make everything, you know, easier as far as managing money and, um, you know, I didn't feel like I needed to be like, oh, this is mine, this is yours. I think there are pros and cons both ways. I mean, we started the conversation by saying that, you know, in many relationships, you'll have a spender and a saver. Mm-hmm. That uh, that alone is a reason for you to, to, to maybe decide to say, well, you know what, we need to have separate accounts and then we'll pay you pay these bills i'll pay these bills because you you're, you have different spending habits well then so i think you do have to kind of consolidate and, and but i think you can one as far as finance you can have um one account or you can share finances but still kind of like how we have an account that's just like miscellaneous spending and yeah. you know one solely for bills so i've listened to other um uh I wouldn't say necessarily financial experts, but people on finances and budgeting who have said, you know, they've, um, you know, have several different accounts for, you know, different things that they want to do. So there's an account for savings, an account for miscellaneous, an account for bills. There's an account for vacations. There's an account, you know, for Christmas. And so um, even so much down to great ideas, they have an account for, um, they were like anything that's a, a yearly expense of like insurance, you get um, a, a somewhat of a discount when you pay, you know, six months of pre. If you pay your six month premium rather than have them split it out monthly, so when you, if you pay monthly, there's like you know a three or four dollar surcharge for them to do it monthly. Well, they were like instead of paying the insurance company that extra couple of dollars, even though it doesn't seem like a lot, they just pay themselves whatever the premium yeah. amount is every month, they put it into that account. So when the six-month bill rolls around, they just say, okay, here's the money from out of that account. So just a short a, a way to save money. Yeah, and just kind of delegate, you know, things that are um, in the budget. So I was like, okay, I, I kind of like that idea of having um, different accounts. And I know when I was younger, we used to have a Christmas savings account where, you know, every month you put a few dollars aside into the account then for christmas you know we have a couple hundred dollars to you know for christmas shopping and stuff yeah. like that so well, i say i think just kind of in, in, in looking at the the whole conversation as a whole i think like best practices from you know from our from our marriage i think is definitely to um start with a budget to make sure you have a clear budget to try to work to stay as close as you can to the budget sharing accounts or, you know, one account I think is fine, but you have to really kind of make sure that you agree on the spending habits, you know, whether they are the same or separate, try to determine, you know, what are the, wh- how are we going to spend our money? How are you going to spend your money? You know, can we, can we, you know, save for this and save for retirement? 
I think that's, that's definitely something that that kind of communication about money has to be had uh, going forward. I agree. So that sounds good. All right. So then let's talk about since this kind of goes in line with money, finances, budgeting, um, and I want to hopefully get some feedback from some of our listeners, you know, definitely give us some of your thoughts on any of the social media platforms, but credit cards. So there's the devil. a lot of, oh boy, there's a lot <laughs> of, you know, controversy as far as are credit cards good or are they bad? And so again, we're kind of in, you know, two different um, viewpoints on this because I don't see a problem with having credit cards if you are, you know, being responsible, paying them off every month. And Tony is very much like, you know, like he said, yeah, credit cards are the devil. I don't think, I don't the think they're necessary. I think it's definitely, <laughs> yeah, they are the devil. I don't think that, um, I think there's a myth about credit cards and credit, you know, that you have to have a credit card, number one, in order to have good credit, or you have to have a credit card in order to um, get the things that you want, or uh, it's better to buy with a credit card and then pay it off at the end of the month. I don't think any of that stuff is necessary. And I think it sends our kids or any you know anyone's kids the wrong message that you need a credit card as a part of your financial portfolio in order to be financially secure, and it's not the case. I think the spending and the budgeting are the primary things that uh, an adult needs. You know, a child needs to learn in order to be astute, in order to be financially successful. So, okay, so I, I hope you guys will, you know, give us your opinions on this. I feel differently than he does when it comes to credit cards. So for me, I don't think it's a matter of, oh, so that you can get things that maybe you couldn't otherwise afford. My thing is there are lots of perks. So like I said, I'm always looking for different ways to save so that when I am spending, I'm spending wise. So um, I use different um, rebate. I don't want to drop, you know, the names because they are not sponsoring this podcast. So I won't give them a whole lot of play, but there's some rebate companies. When you shop online, if you're going to be buying the stuff anyway, keyword shop, I'm just saying, but if you're shopping, <laughs> it's stuff that you're going to have to get anyway. So if you are buying online, you go through this particular company, you can get, you know, percentages back on what you spend. The credit card that I have, I'm always looking for one where I'm going to get some type of cash back bonus or some incentive for using the credit card. So I'm like, hey, we can double up. So I'm like, look, whatever, if we're doing a, a big purchase for something, then I'm like, rather than just using our regular debit card that is not giving us anything, put it on the credit card. Let me get those points. Get me a couple extra dollars that I can use on Amazon and then pay it and then pay it off. And he's like, Oh, but you know, you're not going to pay it off. And then we're going to have this balance. But I'm like, no, listen, even if you don't think I'm going to pay it off, you pay it off. I just want to get the perks from it. (laughs) So here's the, here's the, the trick is that, you know, number one, using a credit, using credit cards to make purchases, um, make people buy more, spend more. 
So that's number one. You know, you, you're going to spend more with the credit card because it's not your money. You're not spending actual cash. Um, and then secondly, all of the benefits that people think they're getting, these uh, frequent flyer miles or this 5% off at this store, and 10, it's not worth it. It's it just not, is it's not, it's not enough because you got to spend $1,000 to get $10. And it's like, mm -hmm. why? I can just save my own money uh, for what I want to purchase, purchase it, and then be done with it and not have to worry about the credit card company. We don't need the middleman. Credit card is the middleman. You can save At, your money on your own. And if then you were the saver, I thought you would want to try to save as much as you could. So why would you leave that extra, <laughs> you know, whatever percent on the table if you can get it? That's all I'm saying. If we can get it. And it's out there. Now, granted, I'm sure the premise behind the credit cards are for the people who are not going to be paying it off every month. And, you know, they can make money off of their sure. interest. But I'm like, if you're going to be responsible and say, OK, I'm going to just charge whatever this is on it and then I'm going to pay it off. Let me get these points to do whatever. I don't see why we cannot and do the, that. What? Well, and I, I think. And I'm bringing. I'm got to. I got to be honest. I'm cheating a little bit here because I've read a couple of, um, you know, books by Dave Ramsey and some other financial experts. And you know, one of the things I I remember them always talking about is that uh, rich people don't use credit cards. You know, in order to be to to I one day I do aspire to it. be one of those <laughs> a rich person. It. But um, their primary means of spending and buying is cash, you know, or saving and, and just buying what they want. You can get a much better deal if you pay cash for the things that you want. If you want to buy a house, you pay cash, you buy it cheaper. You want to buy a car, you pay cash, you buy it cheaper. So cash is the is, is what uh, will allow, you know, individuals to, to, to save more, especially on big purchases as opposed maybe to credit we're, maybe we're coming at this from two different angles because you're looking at it as maybe saving or something and i'm just looking at what's the best deal i can get on whatever this thing is so if that is you know five percent cash back with this ten percent cash back with that then i'm like hey that's that's something that's better than nothing so i'm like let me do it i'm not thinking about you know necessarily long, long term, wealth um, building <laughs> or something on every little transaction gotcha, so gotcha. maybe that's why we we don't see eye to eye because i'm like you know i don't really care about the if wealthy people wealth, use it don't care about wealth building i'm saying if not wealth building but whether or not <laughs> i'm not looking at a transaction that i make with a card and saying oh this is going to stop me from you know being wealthy because i'm using my Ooh, credit card that's good i just don't have that same that's it. So you are you are per, you are the perfect credit card user. Then that's who they're. No, who, I'm still saying <laughs> that's who they are doing. That's what, when they make commercials. They're making them. For no, people like I'm you, still saying so pay can, it off, but use it. I say definitely take advantage of it for yeah, sure. Yeah. So as you can see, after 21 years of marriage, we are still not 100. percent You know. I wasn't necessarily on the same page, but we definitely have different views when it comes to money, but we make it work. What you think? We make it work. Okay. So like I said, hopefully you guys will give us your comments because we'd love to hear your feedback. You know, how do you handle some of the same money issues that we discussed? Do you have one account or um, separate accounts? You know, are you using a budget? 
Um, that's something I think is definitely very important, but I don't know that a lot of people are necessarily doing it, but you know, want to hear from you guys. And then what, what are your thoughts on credit cards? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? Um, they're still the devil. And you know, just let us know. I, <laughs> we know he's, he's just being team too much, but we're going to let it slide since, since he's just special guesting today, not an official co-host. I think he's trying to be, but you know, we're not there yet. All right. So let's get into our word of the week. And thank you to those who have been listening. I've gotten a couple messages with people using that word of the week. So kudos to you guys. The word this week is blandishment, blandishment, B-L-A-N-D-I-S-H-M-E-N-T. It's a noun. And the first meaning is flattering speech intended to coax or influence or two, the act of persuasion by means of flattery. So some example sentences, the fundraiser organizer used blandishments to convince the donors to fill out their checkbooks. And then the second is you may get on the good side of your boss with a little blandishment, but make sure you don't go over the top. So try to find a way to work that word into your vocabulary this week, and we will see you next week. We have Thanksgiving coming up, so make sure that you guys are taking time to be thankful for all of your blessings. Enjoy time with your families. Don't eat too much. All right, so we will see you on the other side. Thanks so much.